Hello, and welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast where we talk about people who die. I'm your host, Angela. And I'm Stephanie. And um, I want to do like another disclaimer because I keep doing disclaimers and I <laughs> don't know how many episodes people listen to. But this is my disclaimer of I don't represent a whole culture. No one said anything to me, by the way. Oh. I'm just saying... <laughs> That like I listen to the episodes again, and I'm like, when I say anything about Korean culture or even American think... culture, I don't. I'm not an expert or even the majority representation of it. I'm just saying. I don't think anyone else is gonna say to me anything about like anything to me about it. But I just want to say that when you listen to all my Korean episodes and I say <laughs> random things. Um, I'm not like an expert on. I don't think anybody subjects. should be coming here for expert, expert advice, advice on anything. anything. Yeah, we so, just we I just don't... reiterate stories that we research a little bit on, and then and sometimes we just say things. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah. we're not experts in any way. No, um, my music degree does not allow me to say anything, and your accounting degree definitely doesn't allow for, have no. expert advice on this stuff no. at all. My, no, so. but um, <laughs> I'll give a disclaimer. My dis- disclaimer is that i'm sick i'm suffering from a concussion and um so we will i'll try to make this work um any more of a disclaimer that you want to do um i am also korean so <laughs> my story is japanese and while our languages have some similarities does not mean that i'm going to be saying any of these city oh, yeah, names we, correctly we're not we even, try our best with the pronunciation even like the american stories i'm not 100 percent sure of the pronunciation of some no. of them so i don't really i i apologize for acting like i'm saying them correctly <laughs> no you should say it with confidence and then let other someone else come in later and correct maybe you a and japanese, don't apologize until someone corrects maybe you. a japanese like person will listen to the story and be like this is how you say the words and eventually i'll learn them it, even if i never say these words ever again it's easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission yes which is what murderers think <laughs> hey you know what that's probably why i think it and i'm not a murderer but i think it's a good thing to live by huh okay. so my story is as a as we were talking before we this recording um it's in my mind recent because it happened in 2008 mm-hmm. but i realized that it is 11 years ago yeah and 2008 is quite a bit away especially I mean- if like if you're a 16 year old listening to this, you're like 2008. That's so long ago, and I'm like, it was yesterday. Yeah, it's one of those stories that I read. That when I read it, like you know, like when you read stories and you're always just like, what could I have done to avoid the situation? Mm, that's not generally what I think about, but it's a fair. Yeah, that's what I think thought. when I read like <laughs> stories, like when a serial killer kills someone, I'm like, what would I have done differently? Most of the time, it's nothing. I would have died for sure. But in this instance, yeah, I think like what <laughs> what can it? Why did they get caught? I think about what they did wrong and now how they could have learned from that experience. Well, this one, <laughs> they would not have been able to escape it, and everything about this was like if you were in that situation, you would have died, and there's no way this person right. would have gone caught. So, my person's name is Tomohiro Kato who was born in September 28th, 1982. So not much older than us. No. And grew up in Amor, um, Amor? Amor, I don't know. A city in Tonoku region of Japan. And 
I looked it up on the map because I was kind of curious and where it was, even though on a map I can't fucking point out where Tokyo is, which is really useful for me. <laughs> and I think about it, um, it's, but it's in the northern nor, northern part of Japan, and I'm gonna just call okay. him Kato because that's way easier. Okay, because uh, his name is Tomohiro, and I already said it wrong the first time. So, anyways, um, his dad was a top manager in a financial institute, um, and so his upbringing, from all accounts, sounded like a middle to upper class. They didn't really yeah. say, but it sounded like he had a pretty like stable life he was all right it yeah was, it was more it financially was stable life yeah. but that doesn't mean his parents weren't asian so <laughs> during his what because you you'll see why it's okay. very like the way that like it happened i'm like oh this sounds like every person's story every asian person's story i've heard of so during his childhood kato did exceptionally well in school and was a top track athlete in elementary school and he continued to do well when he entered junior high and he became president of a tennis club. So he was like, you know, pretty well-rounded, or not well-rounded, but academically inclined yeah. kid until he entered high school. It was only after he enrolled at an elite high school, Iamori High School, that his behavior and general attitude started to change. Mm, he Kato, got with the wrong kids. Kato was unpopular. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so, so his, um, and his ac- academics fell to 300 out of 360. So out of 360 kids, he was ranked 300. So and he, that's re- like even So he wasn't even in the top 60. No. He was he was basically like he shamed everyone in the family. He dishonored everyone. Like okay. come on, you know, like it's a big deal. Like even in um, Hey, out of 360 kids, one has to be first and one has to be last. And you should never be last you, is what you learn, especially if you have like tiger parents which is what it sounded yeah, but like here's he the thing did. like if you have but at the same time there's always someone that's going to be in the front and there's always going to be someone in the back suicide rates in korea i know for but sure like, are the highest and students do kill themselves if they don't get into the university they want to get into or if they're ranked a little lower but if like so let's just say out of 60 kids 58 of them get 100% on a test. Yeah. And two kids get 99. Then how did you not get 100? That's actually the attitude. That's that's for sure. No, 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 no I am shocked. It's, yeah, it's, that's, that's. I got a little bit of it when I was growing up, but I mostly brought home A's, but I always got shit whenever I brought home a B. But A's aren't good enough. Yeah. Even like, even yeah. like when I was in school and I took like algebra and calculus and stuff. Um, it was always like when I didn't get above a hundred, like if I didn't get the bonus points, I would beat myself up because yeah. it's like ingrained in our heads, which is weird. Cause I did terribly in all of my other classes. Like mm. I definitely feel that of all of my history classes cause I'm terrible with dates, but not numbers. Don't know what that's about. Interesting. But I think it's because in math formulas, you can usually, there's like a base formula and you can work around and figure out the other formulas while yeah. you're sitting there. But in history, the facts are the facts. Yeah. And that's, that's it. it. There's no way around it. I mean, you, you're allowed to get a little fluid, but for the most part. Yeah, facts the, are facts. The dates, things happened on certain days. Yeah, and you and can't time, change that. Yeah, you can't, you can't change who did what. I mean, we can rewrite history, but you can't rewrite history. I can't you're rewrite an Asian history. female. They're not going to let you near the books. No. And on top of that, um, I'm just, I don't know. I was just, I was really bad at some of my classes. But in math, I always excel that. I think just because it was... I don't even know. It just, it was easy for me. There's a science to math. Yeah. And I think it was just easy for me. Like when I did math patterns. Yeah. 
So anyways, during this time, he didn't get along with his parents, which is obvious because he did terrible in school. And it was revealed that Kato's parents were extremely stern, which is also not surprising to me because... I mean, They're like, Asian. in all of the Asian, like, communities that I post in or, like, follow, it's the joke. Our parents are very stern, and they will beat us if we don't get good grades. And it's, yeah. you know, it, it it's is. just, it's passed down because that, that's how their parents probably treated them. Yeah. I mean, this was a little over. It was a little over from what it sounded like. But, yeah. So, anyways. They put immense pressure on Cato and his brother to perform exceptionally well academically. And they would order them to redo homework assignments to meet higher standards because they wanted their homework assignments to impress their teachers. Yeah. So um, Cato's brother also recalled one incident where Cato was made to eat scraps of food from the floor, which is very, like, that's not normal. I've never heard of something like that. That seems a little abusive. No, yeah. That is, uh, like super abusive. Sure abusive. And then odd. It's yeah. Odd. Another neighbor also backed up these instances of harsh parenting by describing how Cato would sometimes be punished by being made to stand outside for hours in deep, cold snow during winter. Mm. And I've like we've all experienced the one where we put like our hands over our head and hold a book and kneel for like ten minutes. I've never. We've always done. We did that in Korean school. Like our teachers would punish us that way. So we're that's just our punishment. But I've never heard of, like, that kind of extreme, like, in the cold situation. Hmm. Yeah. Like I said. Them up, I suppose. I don't know. Like, it's it's a different culture. It's a different mindset. It's, like, a completely different way of life than anything. But on top, you know it's still extra. You know when something's extra. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's very, like, extreme. Yeah. Um, But it's also, like, I mean was the dad in a war was the grandfather in a war like probably because was that something if he was born in 1982 his grandparents were definitely in a war for sure very it's psychologically taxing it's physically taxing that's got to be it's it's good um oh my god what's the word you know when they like take uh hostages and they torture them it's good torture techniques. Yeah, it is good torture techniques. It's like techniques. Um, to break somebody's spe- spirit and will. I always kind of wondered if, like, it's because Asian people's um, spirit and will has been so severely broken. Well, that's what I was thinking. That we like, don't commit as much crime, though. Probably because, like, well, here's the thing. When people commit crimes over there, they fucking get in trouble and they have to pay the price. Yeah, that's true. And there's, like... Shame, like, shame, like shame is a very powerful motivator yeah. and over in western culture you don't want to shame people eh, money can get you out of anything yeah you don't want to shame like, people where it's like oh but we shame people all the fucking time uh no i we mean just like parents people. usually don't shame their own children it's just for different reasons yeah it's it's not like but also the value of shame um like the value of honor uh, is is taught differently, yeah. but we sh- we shame our kids for sure. We do. Yeah, we just shame them for being like fat, just like Asian people, just like Asian people, <laughs> but not to the same degree, right? Like, yeah, because at the end of the day, we don't give a shit. But Asian like, people are so different, though, in the way that yeah. like parents and grandparents will shove food in front of you and tell you to have to eat all the food, but then tell you you're fat, yeah. and then so you're very. Com- use them what you're supposed to do because you're I mean, supposed to listen to your parents what, it, it does this is that's just across the board <laughs> right like but that's I like the all, same thing. i think that's like um, most cultures like where they try to feed because they feeding you is like a sign of love but then they want you to not be fat we'll see 
if you interpret it a feeding as a sign of love, they yes. probably just look at it like I'm just trying to fucking keep you surviving. Like well, this is just a job. Actually, show as a sign of mm, love. Like do they? Um, like if, I'm sure. I'm sure it's supposed to. So it's like but if they if they love like they they'll never say I love you. We're not very like flowery word kind of culture. But when they like love you and stuff, they'll like do things like they'll make your favorite foods and then they'll place those foods either in front of you or put it on top of your rice so you make sure that you eat it. Yeah. Because it's like, I, you know, that's like that. Yeah, but then they turn around and shame you for fucking eating it. So for, No, they don't they shame you for eating it. They shame you for being fat. By eating the good food. They're like, you just don't exercise enough. <laughs> I don't, I think like they don't understand, like I think what it is is that they grew up during a war where everyone, yeah. Won. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's, it's generational trauma that hasn't worked its way out yet. I don't think, I'm not sure if it ever will, honestly. I think it will. I think our generation, I think it shows a lot between I mean, culturally, our, I'm not sure. Oh, I think culturally it will too. Yeah. Um, maybe not to the ums degree because we always repeat patterns, yeah. but I think over time it will, it will cleanse itself. Hopefully. Because like we used to, you know, but I understand, we used to beat our like, kids and now yeah. we can't beat our kids. Like there's a a huge fucking cultural shift happening with their there the whole well like and then the, Actually, the, so there's always the question cultural. of like what's beating your child because some people take like yeah you know um there's you can't i don't know there's, there's always a there's always a scale and spectrum and i don't understand it because like i just didn't grow up in that household yeah. i guess or even in that community exactly even being american <laughs> so anyways um so like this guy is obviously the topic of my discussion or my report or whatever <laughs> story, your, your story my report story and so you know that he's gonna be either the victim or do something terrible well i think he's gonna do something terrible so he had posted all my criticism of his parents behavior and like his parents. upbringing of himself and you're wrong oh uh, i'm sorry that's all right when you like i said when you read like when i read the story i was just like fuck so he so failed. He, okay, sorry. So he went online and was trash talking his parents. Basically criticizing how his parents, you know, raised him. Which I assume you can't do or shouldn't do. It's no, it's just that, like, it, it gave him a deeper insight okay. into his person and okay. his upbringing and everything else. So he failed an entrance examination for the prestigious Hokkaido University and eventually ended up training as an auto mechanic at Nakahin or Nakahon automotive college oh wow so he didn't do very like i, I didn't expect him to be able to get into prestigious university because he was third 300 out of 360 yeah usually they only take one or two a student from each school especially if it's like a very high ranking university yeah. they'll be very selective so i'm not surprised He's that he the yeah so he was hired to work as a temp at a auto parts factory in shizuka Perf prefecture i think that's um because I, I read prefecture and i was like is that an area it was and it was an area because i thought for some reason that it was like the name of the company but it's not so though he had been told that his job would be cut at the end of june 2008 okay so like i said all of this happens all the awful stuff happens in 2008 so okay. keep that in mind sometime in 2006 believing that his family has given up on him and finding himself deeply in debt Cato unsuccessfully attempted suicide by ramming his car into a wall. Okay. So you know that like this kind of shows where the downward spiral of his life is 
gonna. So in 2006, he attempts suicide. In 2008, he finds out that his job might be cut. Okay. So on June 5th, 2008, Cato accused people at his workplace of hiding his work clothes and left work immediately afterwards because he was basically accusing people of bullying him. I'm not sure if they were. Yeah. I couldn't find anything that says they were bullying him. But it was just this this incident happened and then he went home and he went home and he left because he thought that he had lost his job, which was not actually the case. It was just like speculation that he might lose his job in 2008, June 2008 or the end of it. And that happens, I think, in factories where they'll tell you, like, we might be laying off people. We're not sure. Yeah. Okay. so on the website, Extreme Exchange Revised. He started posting some disturbing information about an attack on June eighth, two thousand eight. So when was okay? Sorry. So on to two thousand on June fifth. Okay. He started writing about an attack or uh, attack and on, on uh, wait sorry on June fifth he left his job and on June eighth, which is when this attack is going to happen. Yeah. Beforehand, he started writing information about the attack. Okay. So he was basically writing about what he's gonna do. Okay. Before he did it. Okay. He said the following, I will kill people in Akihabara, which it turns out Akihabara is um, like an otaku neighborhood. Like it's like a lot of otaku culture of like anime and mangas and gaming and stuff. Um, And then he said things like, if only I had a girlfriend, I wouldn't have quit work, which is bullshit because you shouldn't fucking. I mean, maybe. We don't know too much about his personal life. It's a bullshit fucking excuse. It is a bullshit excuse. Like, what does your job have to do with with having a girlfriend? But whatever. Maybe there was something going on at work that we didn't know about that had to do with him not having a girlfriend. He said, I would never have been have become addicted to my mobile phone if he had a girlfriend. And anybody (gasps) would hope couldn't possibly understand how I feel, which is unfair to assess because a lot of people feel this helplessness i think yeah but i mean like he's living in it so he doesn't think anybody will know what he feels like and like that's that's the sad part about depression and mental illness is that you feel it makes you feel so isolated and alone but i promise you there is someone else out there that feels the same way and you can get out of it you just it takes a lot of you time. Need, you need and a effort. good support system yeah. and you also need a therapist it's hard. for sure. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard work, but you can. Sometimes you need drugs for it because yeah. it is necessary, but you don't you don't yeah. know until you try, basically. Yeah. And he also said, I don't have a single friend and I won't in the future. I'll be ignored because I'm ugly. I'm lord in trash because at least the trash gets recycled. Mm. And like Reading it just made me like it reminded me of like high school depression for me personally because I didn't really deal with a lot of depression in my yeah. adult life, but like no, that I, helplessness. I, I and, completely understand what he's talking about. I've been there, yeah, recently. So it's just one of those things where it's like you know that he's gonna do something very extreme that he's probably gonna regret, but he's well, gonna yeah, do it. He, he's gonna kill some people, yeah. Which, I mean, if he would have been able to write all the other stuff, he might. It would have been like a cry for help, and hopefully, someone would have been able to get him. Um, it's unfortunate that he's about to kill some people. Yeah. So Cato waited until noon, because that's when the vehicle vehicular traffic closed on Chiyotori Avenue. Okay. And it's like. It's closed every Sunday and during holidays for the convenience of shopping pedestrians. That okay. way they don't have to worry about like cars. You know, cars coming as they're walking around. Cato drove a two-ton rented truck into a crowd at the crossing of Cato or Kado Myonjin Dori 
and Chodori Street in Akihabara. Akihabara. Okay. Oh my God. So he so basically waited until the that, busiest time. The busiest when was, time when the pedestrians would be walking around. And then drove down a, to uh, one of the streets because in a in a truck, two ton rented truck. Jesus fucking Christ. So at twelve thirty three, Cato hit five people with the truck running a red light. As some people started to gather to help to take care of the victims, because that's usually what happens. Yeah. Cato got out of the truck and stabbed at least 12 people while screaming. I feel like I remember this, but I don't know if I'm getting it confused with the other guy in Toronto recently. Yeah. Well, he didn't get out of the car and stab people. No. But he did run over all but those I, people. I'm tr- like, it's from 2008, so I would have, like, that would have been early 20s for me. So it's, it seems very familiar, yeah. but older than the Toronto And then guy. also in London, there was that guy Okay, you know what? Rented. I'm thinking about the yeah, Tron, the London. London one. Oh, my gosh. Why are people doing... Okay. And like okay. I remember like when England started talking about like maybe we should ban rental trucks or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you you know, people want to kill people. They'll find a way to kill yeah. people no matter what. The rental just, truck's not the problem. People are shitty. Yeah. So police... Police chased Cato and quartered him in a narrow alleyway, and he dropped his knife after an officer pointed a gun at him, and he was arrested at 12.35, two minutes after, 170 meters or 600 feet away from the car or the truck. Well, that's good. So that's that's what I mean. There was no way he would have been able to get away with this, and unfortunately for the pedestrians who are going to obviously die from the story there was not really a way for them to survive this incident either um it sounded like he wanted to go out by cop yeah but i mean if he did he would have started running towards the cops instead of dropping his knife oh yeah i guess that's true so five people were, were pronounced dead at the scene and in total there were seven fatal victims and autopsies will show that three victims died as a result of being hit by a truck while four others were fatally stabbed oh my so you only killed three people with the truck with four people with the stabbings wow and six of the seven victims were male which is weird because i thought for some reason it was going to be like it sounded like when i was reading initially reading the story it's gonna be like an incels kind of incident but it doesn't really sound like it it just sounds like some guy was really depressed and didn't deal with it correctly no and he probably like the people they stabbed were probably just opportunity yeah like and it just happened to me, men. And the, fo- the victims are as follows. And if I see these names wrong, well, I'm sorry, but I'm trying. So uh, Kazunori Fujino was 19, mm-hmm. and his friend Takahiro Kamaguchi was 19. Katsuhiko Nakamura was 74. Inaoki Miyamoto was 31. Mitsuru Matsui was 33. Kasuhiri Ko- Koiwa was 47, and the only female, Mai Muto, was 21. Well, that's really... They were A lot of so young people. Young. Like, well, except the 74-year-old, they were yeah, all very young. I mean, even at 74, he didn't deserve to die. No, but I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. maybe he died because he was older, so he couldn't recover as yeah, well. And, probably. Yeah, but I, I, it's always like sadder when a young life is taken away, I think. Yeah. So Cato would later on 
to go on to say that he had posted the online messages in the hopes that the police would take notice and stop him. But he only posted them 20 minutes before his attack. So he obviously didn't really, like maybe he did, but he probably just said that. He also erased all contacts and communications recorded and and records from his mobile phone just prior to the attack because he wanted to avoid annoying those around him. Like he didn't want people to... I'm yeah. like, you, you don't want to even understand how technology works because you can find all that information. Yeah, they can yeah. re-bring all that stuff up. <laughs> the knives used for the attack was reportedly purchased two days before the attack from a supply, a military supply shop in Fukui or Fukui at about 1240. He spent tw- 20 minutes in the store and purchased a telescopic baton and a pair of leather gloves. And disturbingly, the CCTV in the store captured him, captured him laughing with the salesman and yeah. demonstrating a stabbing motion which you wouldn't think it's weird though because kids are weird that's yeah, what they do but i mean yeah hindsight 2020 yeah like, when you look at it with the knowledge of what you have it changes what it the view the viewpoint yeah so kato came to akihabara a day before the attack to sell his personal computer computers computer uh computer and some software so he could pay for the truck rental oh shit after his arrest kato was sent to tokyo district prosecutor's office on june 10th and he was officially arrested on charges a suspicion of murder of seven victims on june 20th because you have to be you have to go to court and you have to be convicted before you're a convicted murderer Okay. Which is like, how it's supposed to be usually. You have how to. How is it on the suspicion? He, mm-hmm. he yeah, did it. Because he wasn't officially convicted by the oh, courts okay. at that point. And even though the courts were positive about his capacity to be held criminally liable, the prosecutor's office decided to demand a dis- detention for a psychiatric test to be authorized by a Tokyo district court. Because I'm pretty sure they just didn't want to deal with like a future like, well, maybe, you know, he's not, he was yeah. not in his right mind. And it's like, no, we want to fucking get him for all yeah. of this. News of his attack shocked Japan as the rest of the world because, like, modern Japan is pretty much considered a socially, traditionally safe yeah. place. Like, their crime rates are pretty low, and especially their violent crime rates. Yeah. The national government said that they would review regulating knives, which is, like, if you don't let people buy those knives, they'll just use kitchen knives. Are you going to, like, start regulating kitchen knives? It's one of those things where it's, like, if people want to kill people... They're but going they have to. to say it. Yeah, they have they to have say to, it. They have to come out and say that they're going to look into something like that. But it, no, there's no way that you can regulate knives. Like, like I understand, you know, gun regulation because you don't really need a gun for everyday use. But yeah. a knife you would use because you would use it in the kitchen. Yeah. And you know, if you didn't have a pocket knife, you would have a kitchen knife. They're the same. Exactly. Yeah. Knives are harder to... Um, regulate to regulate yeah. than, than a gun it's, it's so it's, it's the same such thing a stupid with, fucking argument when people yeah. do something like when yeah. they say like that so the 35 year practice of blocking off chuodori on sundays and holidays were indefinitely suspended because oh, like this was, it was a 35 year tradition of closing off that street so pedestrians could wander around more easily and they had to stop it because of this guy kato which pretty much yeah seems a little extreme I mean, like, they still have, just... like, the Santa Monica Farmer's Market, and some. I remember some old guy, like, drove through that. Okay, so maybe it, it was, like, people were doing it more than just him. 
Like, no, I no, I mean that was in Santa Monica. This is oh, not. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I think they still do that farmers market, despite the fact that someone drove through that as well. It's one of those things where it's like, it's yeah. it, you know. I mean, yeah, you had 35 years of no incident, and you have one incident. But that's how I mean, it always yeah, is. Yeah, it sucks, and maybe you shut it down for a couple of years or whatever. But like, it's, like it didn't sound like they yeah. opened it yet yet. But I didn't really find any articles about it. But maybe they did. As someone knows, knows? you want to email me? I'll correct myself in the next episode. <laughs> next next episode. Next time I record. <laughs> so Cato's parents gave an apology to the victims in a TV interview, which is what. You know, it's not like I said, they yeah, they may have been kind of abusive towards him in his childhood, but it's not really it's it's kind of like a I'm pretty sure they were treated the same way when they were growing up. Exactly. So they thought it was OK for them exactly. to do it to their kid. As um, most abusers do. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's OK. I'm just no. saying that, like, it's unfortunate. Yeah. There was a lot of controversy around two Ustream users who broadcasted live video streams of the tragedy attracting uh, between 1,000 and 3,000 viewers. Ooh. and um, But there's no known recordings that have been saved of the videos, but the event has been written about on several blogs and magazines. Interesting. I don't, yeah. I'm glad that they don't have the video because, yeah. like, watching that video of, like, a Toronto guy, the insult guy, like, running over to people was fucking awful. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch his, <sighs> I didn't watch any of it. Yeah. But anyways... The media labeled the attack as Kireru, which is acts of rage committed by Tokyo's alienated youth. And that's like what they call it. And others want to blame the otaku culture in general because it's like blaming video games. Why do they want to blame the otaku culture? Otaku culture had nothing to do with it. Because of the otaku killer previously, even though it's like nothing to do with the fact that he was obsessed with anime. It's just the fact that he was obsessed with anime. And I'm like, that's, that's so not, stupid. it's, it's like, I was reading another story about people who are trying to blame like Grand Theft Auto on bad behavior. And it's like, you're the parents who bought the games for these kids, first of all. And then secondly, like and the game comes with a fucking warning. Yeah. Like, and millions of people play this game and they'd go around and they don't kill people. If this yeah. wasn't this, that wasn't a trigger. Something else would have been a trigger. Yeah. We didn't close down creepypasta after those girls stabbed their friend in the forest. No, we uh, waited and made a documentary on them. And then also Sunderman. a movie right afterwards. Oh, yeah, so. they did turn that into yep. a movie, didn't so, they? So, uh, yep. Hollywood. So, on March 24th, 2011, Kato was sentenced to death by the Tokyo District Court after they found him to be fully responsible for the attack. I'm not sure why it took three years. But maybe they had to... Court cases. Whatever. I don't know. Courts always take for a really long time sometimes. Cato expressed remorse for the attack, stating he would like to apologize to those who passed away, the injured, and their families. But you know what? They're dead. So you can't bring them back to life. Upon entering a guilty plea, he said he knew he was a culprit, though he had no memory of some parts of the incident. The thing is, though, that if he had... Like, if he was suicidal and he just decided to commit suicide, obviously this wouldn't have happened. But at the same time, it would have been tragedy for his own family. But now it's bigger tragedy for the whole country. Yeah, well, I think that he... I'm not saying people should commit suicide. I'm just thinking that people should probably try to get help afterwards. Well, no, he tried to commit suicide. I know. And then after yeah. he tried to commit suicide, he should have tried to, like, yeah. seek help mental help well he probably did but it probably just wasn't good enough yeah um, i know like i don't know about japan but i know that mental illness in korea is not 
it's it's pretty still it's it, yeah it's pretty much like yeah it's not wildly accepted we don't talk about it a lot yeah. you know we act like we're so progressive in the states too but we're still treating it with a lot of like taboo and mm -hmm. whatever so no one's progressive about shame. it there's still a lot of shame surrounding mental illness so i you can't i can't say much about no yeah other countries when we can't get our shit together either no nobody can yeah except maybe switzerland I don't know. I've never been there. So. I don't know. For whatever reason, I feel like the Swiss have it together. Maybe. <laughs> I think it's smaller governments are usually able to. It's like you get like a family. You can get a family dynamic done pretty well, but then you start adding more people to it and it becomes like a fucking. Yeah. And that's, that's basically like a country. <laughs> so. The bigger the, you are, the worse you are. The death penalty was upheld by the Supreme Court on February 2nd, 2015. He's not dead yet, but. Um, sadly, because it wasn't enough that Kato's parents have to go through one piece of shit, you know, son. On April 2014, Kato's 28-year-old brother committed suicide, alleging he did it because of the scars and shame the massacre caused upon him. Uh, and so it's, like, so depressing for the fam his family as well because it's, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like, no one told them that they were abusing their kid in any way either. Like, no, it's probably, but I bet you, like, that cause, cause the he brother was being probably was 80s. getting bullied a yeah. lot, and it probably was really hard. It probably was very hard. It was probably really hard for him to find a job, too, because, yeah. you know. Just like yeah. in that other one, or your, one of your other stories, where it was similar to that. Yeah. Uh, families don't deserve it. It's, no. It's garbage when, like, the way that we treat families of yep. people. It's just, like, you know, they a lot of the time, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah, so. no, completely true. Um, like, we, kids of serial killers are, uh, like, we, we have such a fascination with them. I know, we want to know, like, yeah, oh, are they going to do it? And it's like, you know what? They just want to live their normal lives. Yeah. And they didn't ask for this. They didn't no. ask for a fucking sperm donor or egg donor yeah. from an awful piece of shit, so. Yeah. So a few days after the attack... Police arrested several people who stated their intention to make copycat killings elsewhere in Japan because that's what people do on the internet. Yeah. Don't be a piece of shit. Don't do it. A 19-year-old man made an online threat to go on a stabbing spree on June 15th at Tokyo Desort, Disney Resort and was arrested before he did anything. Yeah, because they probably increased even, their even, like, Don't even security. joke around... They're cybersecurity. Yeah, don't fucking even joke around it because no. it's fucking ridiculous. On June 22nd, three women were injured by a female attacker at Osaka Station. And between June 8th and 23rd, which is the attack until the 23rd, 12 people were arrested and five people warned for making threatening messages. Hmm. And the 17 people involved ranged from the age of 13 to 30. Wow, I expected it to be a lot older. Yeah, but I think like... But I'm not shocked by the 13-year-olds. No, I'm, you should never be shocked by the 13-year-olds. No. Um, people who like SWAT people, yeah, I can't. They're all fucking... They tough. should all fucking have to pay for that Didn't shit. They, wasn't one kid actually arrested for swatting somebody? I think he, he, I think he was. jail or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think That's because trash. It up, it's like you don't know who you're going to hurt. You yeah. don't know what you're doing to other family. You're just being trash. <gasps> oh my god! There was this one time I was watching something on Twitter, and this streamer posted this video where someone like drove up to their house and like shot his house, and you actually hear the bullet leave the gun, hit the wall, 
and then like go through like you see the other hole and you hear it hit all of the walls and the time it takes to get through them all and i was just like like, who does that who the fuck does that what is wrong with you apparently it was like some kid that was mad at the streamer for like beating him in some game or like oh some my gosh bullshit you know but it's just it's like just the guy's like yelling about how he has like a brand like he has a newborn baby in the house and it's like yeah don't it's so scary i couldn't imagine someone coming to my house and shooting up my house because, because of yeah because, something that like, like you had said on of online my, like partner's relationship like what he does for a living yeah like, or like it, even if you were uh, playing a game online and you had said something to someone yeah. and offended them it's like look like why are you so sensitive but not with that like you don't need to ever use violence at all you can be as sensitive as you want you don't need to fucking resort to violence ever it's ridiculous so on and on june 26th um 2008 police overpowered and arrested a man who was found to have a knife in his possession in aka akihabara which I'm not really sure if he had anything to do, like if he was going to attack people, but he had a knife on him. And at that point, it's like so close after what happened. You don't yeah. want to. Yeah. I also read like a whole bunch of game companies had to like change a ton of stuff because of this incident, because, you know, there's a knife involved and yeah. Yeah. But this, they're breaking, they're going to like crack down on some laws. So this event was known as the Akihabara Massacre. And that is my story. Well, thanks Thank so you, much. Wikipedia, for all of the information. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Wikipedia. You're Always. our favorite. I hope you donate to them, because I do. Yeah. I am a pro supporter of Wikipedia, just because they... Keeping ads off is yeah. super fun. This is actually um, an mean. ad for Wikipedia that they don't pay for. Yeah, they don't pay us. No one... Yeah. Wikipedia, thank you. <laughs> I think that's every true crime podcast. Thank you, Wikipedia, for helping me <laughs> yeah. find a story. Thanks, Google. Uh, thanks, well, Bing. Thanks, Bing. Thanks, dogpile.com. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Yahoo.ca. Um, so I'm going to tell you a story uh, about a piece of shit who, I mean, that's... We always have pieces of yeah, shit. Yeah, it's, it's just... Aww. It's not a good person. Um, however... Very similar to like yours, uh, he didn't really have that great of an upbringing. Mm-hmm. So uh, today I'm going to be talking to you about Richard Fran Bagenwald. And Richard was born on August 24th, 1940 in Rockland County, New York. Did not have a really great childhood at all. His father was a super abusive alcoholic no. uh, who beat him regularly. And from a very, very, very early age, Richard just doesn't give a shit about himself, uh, about life or anything. And it's just like, you just know that that's just what he was taught. When his dad beat him, his dad probably told him constantly that he was nothing and worthless. And it's just, I feel bad to a point. Because while there's absolutely no excuse for what this trash bag goes on to do, um, people that grow up with like abusive parents, um, they see that and yeah, they think that that's just, what that's how life is. He he probably would have not been like this if he wasn't born with the upbringing yeah. that he had. So, um, so yeah, uh, he was just 
really abused when he was a kid. He just gave up really early on. And uh, at the age of five, he set fire to his house to try to kill himself and his parents. Oh, my gosh. That um, is a fucking crazy. Yeah, like at five. five. Like it's oh young. He. Yeah. Uh, he gets sent to a psychiatric center obviously uh but his behavior doesn't really improve there he still acts out and commits some petty crimes in the center uh like stealing from the other kids Mm -hmm. he like tries to incite the other kids to like riot and like try to escape and he's just bad behaviors uh a few years later uh richard starts receiving electroshock therapy um which I've heard works super well if you want yeah. to really mess up someone. Yeah. If you want to mess with their brains. Yeah. Especially at such a young age because I think he was only like eight. Like oh my gosh. Eight getting electroshock therapy. Like that fucks up women in their like 30s, 40s, and 50s. It fucks up anybody. Yeah. Electroshock therapy is but scary. Like, as a baby. Yeah. He's a baby. Yeah. He's just a, so young. Um, And then... They'd send him off to a state-run training school for boys, uh, but he doesn't, obviously isn't improved. He starts stealing there. Um, eventually, they start allowing him to visit uh, his mother off-site. Uh, she lived in Staten Island at the time, uh, and when he would visit her there, he would, like, started drinking. He, like, picks up gambling. He's stealing from her. He's stealing from the neighbors. He's Was just, she a bad parent as well? I don't... They didn't really talk too much about the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe not. Maybe she was I just... I think she was just in a shit situation. Yeah, and like she was she doing was, the best she could. Yeah. But you can't, when a kid's like that, it's yeah. really hard to... Yeah, because yeah, he was... Uh, he was unruly yeah um and like they talked about how like they couldn't control him he had like a wild temper uh he was just like crazy but it's just like well his dad beat him for the first five years of his life like yeah he probably got really messed up on the brain for sure because you would have a couple of head injuries with that kind of beating as well Mm -hmm. and i'm sure the electroshock therapy did not help no benefits scrambled his fucking brain Um, so anyways, when he's 11, he sets himself on fire in his mother's living room. Like this kid just wanted to die. He didn't give any shits. Um, he definitely needed someone to really help him. Like, yeah. And, but like he went to a psychiatric center, like, but those are messed up. But it's also like back in the fifties, like at this, yeah, at this point, this is early fifties. They did not actually treat you. They just tested things on you. Yeah. Guinea pigs. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Especially young boys. Yeah. Uh, Violent young boys. Uh, so he gets released back into the care of the training school and then they hold him for a few years, but then they finally release him when he's 16 and they're just like, all right, you can go attend high school. Mm -hmm. Bye. Uh, but then uh, two weeks later, he dips out, drops out of school, obviously, because he doesn't give a crap about learning. Uh, he steals a car and heads down to Nashville, Tennessee, where, I don't know, he does God knows what for two fucking years. Because, like, what does a 16-year-old do in the 50s in Nashville, Tennessee? Music? <laughs> I don't even... Racism? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um i actually have no idea yeah i don't i don't either uh a few years later but he does whatever he survives down there for a couple years doing god knows what Uh, a few years later he steals another car drives it into kentucky but is arrested uh and taken back to staten island and released into his mother's care because he was only 17 yeah and they were like well we're not gonna arrest you but you drove this car across state lines and we're just like you're not gonna be our problem 
even though it's like you should rest him because he is still because yeah you probably should have he's now stolen twice like there's grand theft auto going on here but they're like and we'll just drop him off at his mom's boys being boys yeah well so they drop him off back in staten island at his mom's house and what does he do he just gets up leaves goes and steals another car uh, and then heads to Bayonne, New Jersey. I thought you were going to say set her house on fire. But uh, okay. No, he doesn't really do fires anymore. Um, so he heads to New Jersey and then he tries to rob a grocery store. Uh, but that doesn't really work out in his favor. And during the whole robbery, he ends up shooting and killing the clerk. Uh, his uh, the clerk's name was Steven Slidowski. Uh, then he got back into his stolen car and drove to Salisbury, Maryland, where then he shot and killed a police officer as they tried to apprehend him. Oh my! So like he's just fucking like he's off the the deep end. And at that point, they have to. He's a cop killer at that point. Yeah, they take that very seriously. Well, no matter what time. Yes. Yeah, no matter what time you're in. Um, I think that he probably wanted to go out by cop, like, yeah. and that's why he started shooting at them because, like, he's now tried to kill himself twice by burning himself alive, um, and it's just like, who knows how many times else, how many other times he tried he to probably, kill himself yeah. too. Um, so either way, he gets convicted of murder and gets a life sentence, uh, but that's not where our story ends because 16 fucking years later, he gets released on good behavior. Um, like every story goes I he just, killed two people he killed a cop and he killed a cop i'm surprised it let him go after killing yeah. a cop that's a big deal yeah and it's just like not like not that some lives matter more than others but i usually assume that like you care about your own kind more so mm-hmm. you usually keep those people the fuck out because you don't want yeah yeah uh, so now Richard's 34 years old and he is a convicted murderer and a convicted cop killer. Uh, and there's probably no reforming Richard at this fucking point no. because like, I don't like, it, it's just, it's not enough. You guys, he's too fucked up. So he struggles to find work, um, but well, manages murder someone. Yeah, yeah. So he manages to get the odd job here and there and he keeps like a really low profile. Uh, but three years later, Richard fails to report to a parole officer. And at the same time, he also gets accused of rape in this other situation. Not surprising. Yeah. Uh, a couple years later, they finally arrest him on the rape charge. Um, but the victim fails to pick him out in a lineup. Um, so he's released from that. But he's given six months uh, uh, for the parole violation because woo justice. And uh, after... I understand though, like um, when you go through like a really shitty situation, like yeah. I did for sure. Um, I blocked all of it out of my mind, and it was years later. Yeah, like, it, it so was I don't over remember. Yeah, I don't remember like a face or something. I just, yeah. I don't want to remember it, so I just blocked yeah. it all of my mind because you, you can't. You think about it every day; it's gonna drive you fucking crazy. So you have yeah. to do what you gotta do to survive. So mm-hmm. no, completely. Yeah completely understand and i'm pretty sure like after she picked the wrong person they're like she probably lied about it or some bullshit yeah i don't really know too much about the rape stuff because i couldn't really find any more i guess rape is less awful than murder in a lot of people's minds and that's the reason why yeah yeah um so yeah he gets six months uh for the pro violation after he gets released he marries his longtime girlfriend and then the two of them move to asbury park new jersey 
And things are pretty good for a little while, or so it seems. Uh, but then on January 4th, 1983, the body of a young girl was found by some school children who were building like a fort or so, like a den behind a Burger King. Mm-hmm. And they like find this dead body. Oh my gosh. Uh, and this Those was poor in, children. Yeah. Like they're never building another fort ever again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they'll convince themselves it was like a doll and yeah. are a mannequin. Um. Uh, so this was in Ocean Towns Township, which is just north of Asbury Park. Uh, she was found fully clothed with full four bullet wounds in her head. Uh, the police would later identify the body as Anna Olowitz. Ol- Olsowitz. Uh, and See, eight- names are fucking hard. Well, especially when they have like a whole bunch of letters yeah. and then like the W-I. Whenever there's a Z thrown in, I'm just like, a what? Or whenever like there's like a I and an O-U and I'm like, mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, So she was an 18-year-old student who had gone missing six months prior. Uh, she had been lured off the boardwalk, supposedly, from like her friends had said that. Uh, upon hearing the news, one of Richard's wife's friends, Teresa Smith, calls the police and said that she believed that it was Richard saying that she had lived with them um, for like a little over a year. And while she was there, he had shown her the body of a young woman in his garage before, Um, which again, you're calling in months later, like months later after they've already found the body. And like, she said that she was like in fear of her life and all this different shit. And it's just like, well, you weren't in fear of your life six months fucking later when you call, when you actually finally called the police. Maybe he no longer live with her anymore at that point. Well, yeah, I don't know what her living situation was, but I also don't think it was like the very next day she moved. Like she also, uh, reportedly used to go. And the reason why she knew that it was, um, Richard was also because she used to go with Richard to the boardwalk and like troll for victims. Like he, yeah, it was really fucking weird. She was, I watched the court documents Uh of like her interview and it was just, it was wild. It was wild. So she's like, Hey, it's Richard. Uh, this is where he hid the body in the garage. Uh, like you might want to go check on on him and then uh on january 22nd the police go uh and they arrest richard and when they search his house they find pipe bombs pistols a machine gun a whole bunch of rohypnol uh some marijuana and the floor plans to some neighboring businesses that him and his friend darren fitzgerald had planned on robbing that's all, you know, when yeah. you get the combination of drugs and guns, yeah. it's always, it's always good. It's yeah. always on board. Like, you know, it's, it's all legal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the police arrest Richard, his wife and Darren. Mm-hmm. And once in custody, uh, Darren like just starts singing like a fucking little canary yeah. because he knew way more, but he ends up. So he ends up backing up the story uh, from the friend saying that he had also shown him a dead body in his garage and that Richard had said that he had killed her for business reasons and that he had helped Richard bury that body at Richard's mom's house. So that's not the body that got dropped off behind the Burger King. Now there's another body. So the police head over to the mom's house and uh, they end up digging up the one... They discover the first body of Maria 
Gialella. Uh, and she was a 17-year-old girl that had been gone missing back in October 1981. What business was he trying to say that it was? It was just rape? Like yeah. he raped her and he, did, he wanted to, didn't want evidence out? Yeah. That's the business? It's just business. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was shot in the head two times. Uh, and then below her, they found the body of a 17-year-old Deborah Osborne who had been missing since April 1982. She had been stabbed in the chest and the ab- abdominum repeatedly. And then Darren also gave the locations to two other bodies. One was uh, a 17-year-old Betsy Bacon, who was shot twice in the head, and William Ward, who was a prison escapee, and he was friends uh, with Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, during like a drug deal gone wrong or some shit like that, uh, Richard shot him five times in the head. Oh, my gosh. And I've heard like, a double tap, but Yeah, fuck. like five times is excessive. Yeah. Um, I feel the worst for a girl who got stabbed to death. Yeah. That would be so prolonged. Yeah. Depending. Well, yeah. And it's also, it's because see my thing was, I don't think that Richard killed or stabbed the 17 year old. Yeah. Cause it sounded like he liked guns. Yeah. He was a shooter. He didn't really stab anybody else. So So maybe the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think either Darren or uh, the girl. Actually, I really don't think the girl had I think much to do with it. It, it sounds like it might be Darren because yeah. he's the one who helped bury a body. Yeah. So obviously he has no problems with dead bodies. Yeah. And he was the one that was procuring the guns. Yeah. So maybe he slipped that one in, the one that he did yeah. in, so that he, it's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm already going to convict yeah. this guy. Um, he's not well, clean. Well, he fucking, like, Darren sings to the police, so he gets a good plea deal. Mm-hmm. Um. And I like I wouldn't be surprised at all if there was more fucking bodies like out there. It probably and that is. They had probably killed they either killed the girls together, or like Darren definitely had more to do with it. Uh, but he gave over sta- state's evidence and pled guilty to the weapons possession, and hindering an arrest by helping bury the body. Yes. Like, Hindering an arrest. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so he received uh, 10 years. You see that all the time, though, yeah. where they'll let a murderer go yeah, just they, because Because they want easier. the murderer. Yeah, they want the other guy more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard gets convicted with five counts of first-degree murder and is sentenced to death by lethal injection. Uh, but that will eventually get overturned because they abolished the death sentence mm-hmm. because that's what they were doing at the time. Uh, so he got four life sentences without the possibility of parole, thank God. Uh, and then he died in 2008 due to kidney and respiratory failure. I just never understood, man. like, um, what if you're not, like, what's the purpose of keeping them in prison if you don't plan on ever releasing them? Exactly. And then, like, you're not going to really allow them to do anything with their lives either. I guess like in in because people hopes. can get money off of that. I don't know. I don't taxpayers know. pay for that though. Yeah, I know. Which and is why a lot of people taxpayers do. Taxpayers pay it to the government, and the government collects the fucking check. And I'm like, I I I I, I listened to the criminal episode of the person who was an executioner who said like it is very soul destroying to kill someone like mm-hmm. that. So you know, if you're a proponent for the death penalty, you should experience Listen, it. Listen, if I don't think that killing a dog euthanizing a dog is any different than euthanizing a criminal yeah and if vets can do that all day every day um then you can suck it up and kill these this piece of shit that killed at least five other women at least five people it's like, just that's how i look at it like i i don't think that everyone should necessarily receive the death well i mean sometimes i so, do sometimes but like, like when you watch like the netflix special like i am a killer like so many yeah. people who got the death 
got into death Ted row Bundy deserved to die but then some people you're just like you're you have a death penalty because you drove a car and i'm like that's crazy well and see that's the problem with like the courts right because like what a white man does uh is not gonna get him the the same treatment as what a black man does and it all depends on where you live yeah. and who your judge is yeah and all that like stuff. let's be real if uh if a black man had gone and stolen a car and then drove that he would have been to another state he would have never made the murder ro- robbed a gas station he would have gas station. never made it and out then shot the a cops he would have never been fucking arrested he would have been shot and killed on sight yeah like this d- he got to go to jail because he was white and it that it's no i think that lethal injection like the death penalty should still be in place and it should be in place for serial killers where there's absolutely 100 no, proof like there's no doubt that it's, that it's there yeah. and that it's happened but i think the problem is that the courts are so corrupt too yeah. everything's, everything's so, just so corrupt, fucking corrupt. There's no perfect way of doing anything because everything's so corrupt. Yeah. But that Which was just our two cents. And yeah. thank you for your story. It was Thanks. really it was good. Really I don't know why you thought it was going to be a bad story. It was a really good story. Because it was really, I don't know. I just, I like, there wasn't a lot of information. Uh, I, there's a lot of stories I'll pick out that I don't have a lot of information, but I want to cover. Like I said, maybe we'll do one of those stories. Like we'll do like a quick one where we like just kind of reiterate a couple of like smaller ones real quick. Yeah, and I really wanted to do a little bit more on like the victims because I find that when I tell these stories, I'm focusing more on the perpetrators and the yes. victims. But like I couldn't really find anything on these girls. It was just like they went missing. It was like okay. I think it was because it was in the 50s. So yeah. like, and nowadays there are like actual sites available for when girls go missing yeah. and we care more. But back then it's like yeah she wouldn't miss suck a lot unless you find a family member who may have heard these stories but mm-hmm. we're not researchers unfortunately we're not deep dive detective type no. people <laughs> no i'm definitely not, not a deep dive qualified. detective of anything <laughs> thank right. you for listening yes thank you guys so much for listening please rate subscribe review, review email us uh, follow stuff. us on the stuff uh, our email Send is people love. people give dying at gmail.com and we're also on most uh social medias as uh, people, people keep, dying. keep dying yep people and keep dying people people keep dying people keep dying yeah people keep dying <laughs> in uh, case you didn't know the name of our podcast yeah. it's people, people keep, keep dying. dying um wow thanks for listening i'll see you guys next week please don't die bye bye